Hi, and welcome to Bad, Wet, and Behead, a podcast where two best friends drink and discuss which characters they want to send to the bedroom, to the altar, or to the gallows. My name is Meg. And I'm Carla. Each week, we select three characters from a movie, show, or book, and argue whether they deserve a ring, a fling, or murder, while discussing what we like or don't about each. And thank you for listening to the Bed Wed Behead podcast. My name is Meg. And I'm Carla. And we are two best friends who <laughs> met each other through fandom across the country and decided the best use for our conversation and love is to talk about what characters we would bang, what characters we'd kill, and what characters we, I guess, would marry. I guess so. That's kind of the whole thing. If we have to marry Who would we just be with forever and ever? Yeah. I mean, who we want to have some, not necessarily monogamous, not necessarily loving, but some kind of legal bound. Yes. That's what it comes down to. Like, who could we see ourselves spending the rest of our lives legally attached to? Ish. Not necessarily in the same house even, but just like. No bound to each other. (laughs) So once a week, what we're going to do is we are going to pick three characters from a TV show, a movie, a book, or whatever our listeners suggest, and we will decide which of those characters we would bed, wed, or behead. Now, you might think that's super duper easy, but we're not going to do it that way. No, we like to make things a little bit interesting. We're not going to do something where it's like super obvious that we're going to have one character that we're going to want to bed, one character we want to behead, and one character in it to wed. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. If if we're going to do bed, wed, and behead, we're going to do everyone is going to be equally amazing. Or equally awful. Or equally mediocre. Equally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's, you know, if you make it too easy, it's just not fun. Nobody wants to listen to that. We don't want to listen to ourselves talk about that. No. There's a reason Tamo Pinnacat will never be... That's right. That's right. It's very important to note that (laughs) that the character of Hilo on Battlestar Galactica will never be mentioned simply because we both want him to be our lawful wedded fandom husband. Yes. We we just... It's too easy to go to Hilo. Yes. For the wet, we can't yes. do it. We have frankly, to make it. Even, we have to make it a challenge. Yes, frankly, <laughs> I mean, like even we could we could go cross fandom and pit him against other people, and they would lose hugely because it's Hilo, and we just can't do that. Well, and actually, speaking of Hilo and Tamo, we did meet through fandom. We didn't meet through supernatural fandom. But one of the first times we, like, snuggled up together and nerded out, the first birthday present I ever bought you was a picture with Tamo. That's right. Yes. So our Tamo in in our lives is just, you know, deeply rooted through Mm -hmm. TV shows that we watched, (laughs) through that awesome first ever photo op that I had, which was with, with him. And I just, to this, like, I, I'm sitting here getting flushed, just thinking about I can his see, arm around I can me. see yeah. the blushing. It's adorable. So every time I think of I you, and I think, every time I think of you and think of Tamo, I think of you just saying, Te amo, Tamo. <laughs> and it flows 
so beautifully. From it does. Your lips in my imagined state. And of course, to his heart out there somewhere, because I know he can feel my deep, profound appreciation for him. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's how we met. We are two best friends who are separated by the entire America of the that's United right. States. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The whole damn continent. But one of the things that makes our friendship unique is that, well, first of all, we were COVID ready. Yes, we were prepared. Yes, because, I mean, she's always lived in Wisconsin. I've always lived in Florida. And so our friendship has been long distance and has, you know, the glue, in addition to wine and talking about our children and husbands, is fan stuff. And that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much one thing that that we both have in common is that we both go hard for our ships and our hot takes. Yes, we we live our best fandom lives with each other. And speaking of, what are your top three fandoms that you're kind of digging these days, or in any day? Okay, good. Because I was gonna say, all right, because I can't really like talk about fandom without talking about the Mindy Project fandom, which yes. is in fact what got us onto the same. Uh, plane of existence, I guess. <laughs> it was the not, same you know, wavelength. Like, you know, the time-space continuum. It was the Mindy Project. Um, so, and, and that one, thanks to the show and thanks to the fanfic from the show, I met some wonderful, amazing people who I'm so lucky enough to, to call friends in real life. And, of course, Meg being one of them. And um, I, I wouldn't trade that experience and that fandom for the world. Another one that was more in my formative years was the X-Files fandom. And that one, let me tell you, was so intimidating because I was like this little 18-year-old noob to just like everything, you know, tentatively stepping into internet fandom. And I was blown away by how just unbelievably intelligent and sophisticated all of these fans were. And it, it, it just, you know, I, I, I bowed out at the, you know, at, at one point I was like, <laughs> I can't handle this. Like, I can't roll this deep. So I just, you know, I was like, I can't do fandom if they're all going to be like this. And then eventually I found my way to a third one that I will not name because that one was the flip side of all of that. It was, I mean, I, I, and I do have some great friends that I wouldn't I wouldn't give up the experience of this fandom simply because I wouldn't have met these people otherwise. But other than that, I just it it, it showed me how toxic fandom can, fandom can be. And like and Carla, it, yes, it's okay. You don't have to name the fandom. <laughs> Aside from the Mindy Project, which obviously is a big one, and and you kind of encapsulated that. But aside from that, Supernatural fandom was a hugely influential fandom in yes, both our lives. Absolutely, some for very very good. We met some wonderful friends. I met some wonderful people who I would not give up for the world through that fandom. However, when you delve into a fifteen year old super duper intense fandom and you don't necessarily have the most popular take. They let you know. Yeah. They're a very passionate fandom, and I absolutely love that. And we talk about Supernatural family a lot. And you know what? Family doesn't always get along. They don't always agree. And that's kind of how I've decided to take it. Because life is too short to get angry (laughs) about the internet. (laughs) This is true. Um, Another big fandom that has influenced me, and not even a fandom, like, I don't, I was thinking about this question about top three fandoms, and I'm not super involved in very many fandoms at all, but The Office 
not even the fandom, just the show has kind of taken over my life and I adore yes. it. Uh, it has taken over my life, quote unquote. I've watched it since it was on the air. <laughs> okay, this is how it has Originally. taken over her life. She, for the past, particularly wait, in the past seven wait. months. I have has, a Dundee. She has a Dundee, but more importantly, she will just randomly send me like her take on a particular episode and I don't even have to ask what show that she's talking about. I know it's no. about The Office. No, and here's the other thing that's kind of taken over. My 11-year-old daughter has gotten really into The Office. So I have been really experiencing that from her point of view, and that's been super fun and a great bonding experience for us. Mm -hmm. Um, The other fandom thing I guess that I have been into more recently is the Outlander fandom. Um, I've always kind of been, like, just kind of digging at the sides of it because I read the books many years ago. They helped me get through some really tragic and hard times in my life. So I've always loved the books and the show is awesome and I would write reviews for both Supernatural and Outlander for a website called The Game of Nerds. Then uh, COVID hit and I just, (laughs) I don't have time for anything except making a podcast about who'd I do. (laughs) (laughs) Which, as everybody knows, is the most therapeutic and constructive use of one's time. It really, really is. So that's what our podcast, again, is about. It's two best friends who are bridging the gap between the length of a country talking about what characters on certain shows we would bang, who we would get married to, and who we'd kill. Who should die. Die. Who we would bed, wed, or behead. And I'm Meg. And I'm Carla. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to us completely crack under the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Bed, Wed, Behead. We'd love to hear from you. We are open to suggestions for more character trios, to your feedback, and in lieu of a celebratory bottle of wine, we also accept praise and adulation. You can find us on Twitter at bedwedbeheadpod, through our Instagram bed.wed.behead.pod, on Facebook at bedwedbeheadpod, and you can also send us an email. That's bedwedbeheadpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and subscribe to Bed, Wed, Behead on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pod on. And don't forget to share us on your favorite social media. Thanks. Bye.